I'm Bella Hilton and you're listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. This podcast explores the power of the mind, the mind-body connection and other supportive mindset techniques to help you to not only cope on this journey, but to thrive. In each episode, we'll do a deep dive into a different topic to explore the things that can support you in being more fertile, conceiving your baby, and make a huge difference to your life. You are powerful, and you have dreams. And when you get your mind on board with your deepest desires, well, miracles happen. I'm Bella Hilton, host of the Miracles Happen, discovering the power of your mind and emotions on the journey to conceiving your baby podcast. And I'm actually pretty excited over here at the moment because despite all that's going on in the world, I've had two, one, two clients in the past week tell me that they are pregnant. Happy dance. Uh, One was in Canada and one was in Australia because I do work with women all over the world. It does not matter where you are with today's technology. And I've actually got the biggest tinglings at the moment that another two or three pregnancies are imminent. You know how you just know things sometimes without reason or fact? You know, I used to not trust it many years ago because I thought I was being, you know, too woo-woo or deluded but it has never steered me wrong. And now I trust it wholeheartedly. And you know what? The more I follow a mind-body-energy path in my own life, because we all have areas to improve, right? And I'm just human. The more connected I am to downloads of this information. Now, I know that does sound woo-woo, and to some of you it will, but we are all made up of energy, right? We're actually more energy than we are matter. And that's all I'm picking up on is energy which is why I talk more these days about a mind-body-energy connection. Though shifting your mind and emotions and connecting to your body will naturally shift your energy, so that's great. And these so-called downloads are just energy, and the more connected you are, the more you get them, and they are just amazing. And I'm talking about this because I think a lot of us actually experience these things but we dismiss them because we've been taught to be so, you know, logical and rational all the time. You know, what a drag. Where are my dreamers out there? Um, you know, so that whatever we can't write down or touch or see or quantify can't be real, right? And we hide away and say things like, well, if I say this out loud, someone will think I'm crazy. Yet in our heart of hearts, we know it is true. And it's like when we say, you know, you might walk into a room and you go, it was just the vibe of the place that wasn't good. It was just the vibe of it. Or it was nothing that they said, but that person just seemed a bit creepy. It's not more complicated than that, what I'm talking about. But sometimes the information is just a little bit more precise. But it just seems like we must be making it up, right? Because we're logical and rational beings. But that would be to suggest that we are only a mind and not emotions and not our bodies and not our energy. But that is an entirely other podcast. Because what I wanted to get into today, well, these two clients of mine who are now pregnant, did I mention that? My clients are now pregnant. I looked at these two clients and I realized what they had in common. They both did IVF 
and for very different reasons. But for both of them, this was the right decision. Because the wonderful thing about mind-body energy work is that it benefits you no matter which way you decide is right for you in conceiving your baby. You know, I actually did IVF to conceive my son, so I'm all for it. Um, And I can tell you right now, if I had not employed a mind-body energy approach to my IVF in my life, um, the outcome would have been very different. So remember, there's no right or wrong way to conceive your baby. It's the way that feels right for you, the next step for you on your path. For some women, using a mind-body energy approach is exactly what helps them defy the odds even when using IVF. And for others, it might help them fall pregnant naturally. Isn't that amazing? So it has benefits across the spectrum. And I thought that I would explore this interesting topic today of IVF and navigating the IVF path. Because for some, it is not an easy one. And it's one of the main reasons I started fertility coaching. Because when I was doing IVF and I went into those clinics, the first two things I noticed was just how miserable everyone was. And it wasn't like everyone was walking around moping or crying. Some people even smiled, you know. But it was the energy in the room, the vibe of the place. You could seriously cut the misery in the air with a knife. And I was like, somebody has got to help these women. And then I quickly quickly realized that that someone was me. And the other thing I noticed was that time and time and time again, for all the blood tests and ultrasounds, etc., because it seems like a lot of them when you're going through it, I was one of the only women whose partner was with her every single time because we were in it together, me and my husband. And I think he only missed like one appointment because he was actually interstate for work. So that was a little hard for him to get there because this wasn't a me thing. This was a we thing. And I think that is so important. And of course, I'm not saying that to preach to anybody out there. Circumstances actually allowed for my partner to do this with me to be there every you know single time bar one and I understand that other people's circumstances are different and wouldn't allow for this so I totally get it uh, I mean for goodness sake you might be a single lady doing IVF so you don't have that partner right but I do suggest if you are doing it um, as a single lady maybe getting a support partner that might um, help you out through the, through all of this but it brings me into this episode today Uh, which is my top tips for navigating the fertility journey via IVF because I do believe that you can set yourself up for greater success. And remember, these tips are just kind of going to be high level because I don't know your unique situation um, and what you're going through and what else I would um, naturally suggest to you to prepare you for IVF. But number one is to prepare yourself thoroughly before you go into IVF and what I mean by that is to align yourself with IVF. If you are exploring the possibility of IVF then for goodness sake believe in it and believe in its power to be possible that it will work for you. If you were doing IVF but you feel anti-medical or feel like your body has let you down or that you feel less of a woman because you couldn't do it naturally or feel resistant to IVF in any way and please deal with this first. I see too many women going headlong into IVF 
throwing away lots of money with broken hearts and broken minds before they even have had their first injection. And I can tell you right now that I was thoroughly aligned with IVF when I started. I was actually excited about it. I wasn't heartbroken or mentally broken. I was actually having the time of my life. My life, as they say, was in flow. <laughs> That's not to say I had all my ducks in a row, but I had my life pointed in the right direction. Romantically, career-wise, mentally, friend-wise, adventure-wise, fun-wise. And I was fascinated by the science and I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ceremony of the injections and the results of the blood tests and, and getting the ultrasounds and all the appointments. And yes, there was some, some of it that was like nerve-wracking and had me on the edge of my seat. And I have to say, I did get a little crazy in the two-week wait until I had to talk to myself about it. Um, but I was aligned with what I was doing. Okay, next tip number two is to choose your doctor and clinic carefully. Please choose a place where you don't feel like a number, where your doctor actually believes in you as in, in, as, and is in your corner. Get a team that is on your side. It's not 100% necessary if you do mind-body work because I know many people who love that they defied their doctor's odds and were like, see, told you it would work. But you know what? It sure helps if the team around you do believe in you and your possibility to get pregnant. Particularly if you're someone who takes things on board that your doctor says. You know, we as humans tend to take to heart what our doctors have said because they're the experts, right? We just blindly believe what they tell us. Well, not really, but the trouble is for some of us, which is to say most of us, when we're in these vulnerable positions, and it is a vulnerable position to be in, the gatekeeper that usually exists in our mind that allows us to filter in um, or out information gets overridden or bypassed so that information they give us goes straight to our unconscious mind as fact. It's human and it's normal, okay? Now, I'm one of those people that doesn't just take on board everything my doctor says all the time. I do push back. I ask a lot of questions and I do what I know makes sense for me. But even then, I have been caught off guard. Doctors aren't perfect. We know that and I'm not vilifying them at all. Doctors have saved my life help me heal and all sorts of things over my life. So, you know, I'm pro-Western medicine as well. I'm just saying that you want a doctor that allows you to push back, ask a lot of questions and you feel like is in your corner. And please ask a lot of questions about everything. It can be hard not knowing what questions to ask sometimes because we don't know any better, but ask as many as you can think of. I know with my IVF experience, you know, I had my doctor for everything. He did the egg collection and the transfer no matter when it was. And they, you know, I think they did egg collections and transfers every day, except maybe Sunday. I'm not sure about that. But there are clinics that don't do egg collections every day. There are clinics where you don't get your doctor necessarily for the egg collection or transfer. There are clinics where you don't get the option for a local anesthetic and you have to have a general anesthetic for egg collection. Just know what your clinic does. And just know if you are okay with it. There is no right or wrong here either, okay? It's just what your level of comfort is. And find out what your continuity of care is, how you will be taken care of throughout the process. For example, if God forbid something does not go according to plan in your IVF cycle, 
find out how easily contactable your doctor is beforehand. You know, I've just heard too many stories about doctors who are not available until your next consultation in two weeks' time, right? They should be able to give you a call and speak with you personally, you know, that day if it is that big of a, a deal. So you're not waiting weeks for answers. And I'm talking about a five, ten minute phone call. Let's respect people's boundaries, right? And I'm actually being really careful what I say on this episode right now because this leads into my next tip, which is please don't collect stories from other people. I had a friend once who went around collecting horrible birth stories before she was due to give birth. Your mind is a powerful place. If all you're seeing is horrible birth stories, what do you think is going to happen to you? And I just looked at her and knew that she was going to have a horrible birth story of her own very soon. Guess what? She did. If you are going to collect stories at all, collect the good ones. See the light and the possibility. Set yourself up for success. It's like the four-minute mile, right? When people didn't think the four-minute mile was possible, no one could run it. But when someone cracked that four-minute mile and made it possible, then more and more runners started to run under that four-minute mark until it became way more consistent. So for goodness sake, align yourself with the positive stories. Have this be your cracking the four-minute mile. Know that it is possible. When you read stories how it's possible for other people, then it becomes more possible for you, right? But you know, it's actually easier to identify with and feel into a story of woe and despair rather than one where everything went perfectly. We as humans tend to connect around the stuff that doesn't go well in life because it makes us feel better about our own lives half the time. You know, we can relate to someone whose life isn't perfect because life isn't perfect. It can be messy at times. And it feeds into a podcast that I already did around the negativity bias. We actually have a bias in our brain that leans towards the negative rather than the positive. You know, negative tends to stick to us like Velcro and unfortunately positive tends to slip right off like it's Teflon. This is where a mind-body approach, the tools and techniques can actually help you switch your brain and thinking so you do embrace the positive and accept that as possibility for you So and embrace that positivity is what you deserve. Tip number four, do it together. Um, and that could be your partner, husband or supportive friend um, um, being there for all the appointments and procedures. Um, another is to help your partner have all the injections. You know, my husband did all my injections, whether I wanted him to or not. He was 100% part of it. Um, your partner might be the person who takes all the nurses' calls or all the news to help you through it. Whatever it is, do it together. However you decide to do it together, and that is your definition of together, not mine, it is so important to keep your relationship strong during this time. You know, for my husband and I, date night has always been super important. Every fortnight we have a dedicated um, date night where we spend time together doing something fun. And we try and make it different every time, you know, a bit of variety in life. Back in the day, which is to say before we had our son, date night was a little bit of a um, one-upmanship between us and stuff that we would try and find to do there for a while. 
We used to take uh, take it in terms of who would organise it too. And some of the things that we got up to were absolutely so funny, so hysterical and so sweet and so romantic. It was, um, it's always amazing. You know, and it could be as simple as a gourmet picnic in a park that we'd never been to before, you know, to watch the sun set over the harbour and, and just having a chat. Or it could be going to a movie or a different restaurant. But also it could equally be learning how to do trapeze. And, oh my gosh, that was an hysterical um, evening and so much fun seeing my husband dangling um, on the trapeze by one leg instead of two. I just can't even do it justice. Or even a night where we did drawings of live models pretending to be animals. Um, they were clothed, mind you, and we were at a pub and it was just um, such a freeing experience. I'm not someone who can draw very well and so it was just about letting myself go in the moment and draw and just have fun. And the reason I mention all of this is because the day of my transfer was meant to be one of our date nights and one that I was supposed to organise and I was trying to get out of it really, citing IVF and too much pressure, etc. And my husband was like, no, it is date night and date night is sacred. And I knew in that moment he was right. You don't forget to put your relationship first just because of IVF. And you just don't stop having fun just because of IVF. In fact, these things are more important than ever. And so that night, I found some little bar that had an amateur comedy night on. And it was so intimate and so awkward that it made the experience in the night so hilarious. I mean, I, I seriously can't do this one justice. But it was like... You know, like your dad getting up and doing sex jokes about your mum, kind of awkward, right? It was so funny. Anyway, and then we went out for burgers. All right, who gasped then? Yes, I ate all the gluten and all the cheese on my transfer night. Anyway, the other side of it is going out and doing something fun and continuing life and embracing what I had. It helped me to not start to stress about the transfer, but just to keep embracing my life and feeling into what was so amazing about it, okay? I cannot stress enough that your relationship is sacred. Go into this experience as strong as you can. And if you have weak spots beforehand, don't be afraid to admit it. Seek help for that beforehand. And if you haven't had a date night in a long time, go and have one right now. Even if it is just candles on your living room floor, there is always a way to have a fun date night, even during COVID, I promise you. Okay, tip number five, decide how you want to do it. Much like uh, women make birth plans, maybe make an IVF plan if it makes sense for you to do this. Do you want to know all the stats and numbers or do you just want to relax into it? You know, for some, the stats and the numbers are great. They really like the numbers and they don't get crazy about them. They find them interesting, like me. But some people will just obsess over every little detail, right? If you've obsessed about stuff in the past, maybe this time you just get the nurse to tell you if everything is looking okay, everything looks great, um, just keep doing what you're doing instead of exactly how many follicles you have growing, etc., right? But equally, your IVF plan might be about how you are going to take care of yourself during this time. 
who might not be invited into your life during this time. That can be important too. Set boundaries for yourself. Set yourself up for success with how you treat yourself during this time. You know, what do you not need on your plate right now? How are you going to take care of yourself on a daily basis um, in terms of uh, what activities are you going to, what's something, what's something fun that you can do for yourself? What's going to maybe take your mind off this two-week wait until you can otherwise know the outcome? Tip number six, don't be afraid to change clinics. If it isn't working for you, maybe you've lost faith in your doctor or for whatever reason, please take a moment to think about changing. And again, if you aren't getting the results and you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, then the, the, the um, likelihood is that you're going to get the same results. So maybe you want to do something different and that might be a change of clinic. But maybe you want to stay at the same clinic and do the same thing as well as a mind-body program. But that is doing something different, isn't it? Okay, but if you need to, don't be afraid to change clinics. Um, there are different doctors doing different techniques and maybe something speaks to you a little bit better. Follow your intuition. Tip number seven, don't buy into all the stats that your doctors present to you. I haven't met a negative stat that I haven't defied before, okay? Because if you identify with those stats, you will quickly talk yourself into being one of them. And if they aren't in your favor, then that's a disaster, right? Because to me, you actually have a 100% chance of getting pregnant. The possibility that, you can, it, that it can happen for you is 100%. And quite honestly, that is the only stat you need to know going into it. Tip number eight, heal yourself before you go into it. I know you all probably torture yourself with the idea that you don't have time and you have to start now because you're only getting older. I know. But if you do not take some time to set yourself up for success, then what is the point of starting? If you've had miscarriages or other traumas, particularly medical, seek help to heal those first. And if you've had IVF and not had success or had miscarriages with it, please take the time to heal those uh, for yourself first. Stop worrying about your time and age here, really. If you haven't healed your heart, it's going to make IVF very difficult mentally and be super stressful, and that is not setting you up for success. Taking the story of what happened last time into your IVF cycle is not going to be of assistance to you. Every time is different. Tip number nine. Okay, recognize that you're going to want to talk about it 24-7 because there are physical changes happening to you constantly, okay? It's a very physical process for a woman internally that you can't visibly see and your partner experiences it very differently because they're not going through all the physical changes, they just might turn up to five or six appointments, right? So maybe have somebody else you can talk to about it too because sometimes it's just way too much for your partner to be the only one who can talk that you can talk to about it, okay? They just need a break and that's okay. So maybe get a close girlfriend or a sister or a mum or even a fertility coach. I'm always messaging with my clients 
if they want to, so they can talk about it and have that outlet. Support is key throughout it. It's not really a normal experience going through IVF, right? But what is normal these days? <laughs> but it's not normal for our brains in some way, but it can be an amazing experience if you set yourself up right. Now, tip number 10. Don't let anyone talk you into anything you don't want to do. You are not at the mercy of your doctors or nurses, okay? This is your journey, your body, and they are actually working for you, not the other way around. Okay, like I said, that is probably just a subset of my tips without knowing your unique position and background and triggers and stories and beliefs. And I really hope this has helped you to prepare yourself a bit better if you're considering IVF or going through IVF now or in the near future. With my clients, I do go into a lot of meditation and visualization work too during the IVF process because it is so grounding and leads to amazing outcomes. So that's something to note. And if anyone has any questions or you want anything answered about IVF, please send me an email at bella.hilton at studiofertility.com and I will be happy to answer them from my own perspective. Okay. Remember, if you need support on this journey, you can go to my website at studiofertility.com and message me there or book in for a free 30-minute consult. And I will be launching a new website pretty soon, actually, so I'm excited about that because... I'm going to have a few more offerings and not just one-on-one. -on -one. So watch this space because it's going to be super fun. Okay, see you next time or talk to you next time on the podcast. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Miracles Happen podcast from Studio Fertility. If you like the show and you want to check out more podcasts, just head to studiofertility.com slash podcasts or you can leave us a review. When it comes to conceiving your baby, we're going to leave no stone unturned. So join me next time where you will get more insider knowledge that currently only my clients have access to. And let's get your dreams back on track.